0: Come on. Yes? Oh, hi. Oh, thank God. Hey, man, I know it's late, and I'm sorry. I saw your light was on. My car broke down. I have no cell reception. Can I use yours?
1: Um, yeah, just a second.
0: Come on, buddy. Here, you can use my cell phone. Thank you. Shit. It looks like you're not getting any reception either.
1: Mm, yeah, I, I never get any reception here myself. I don't even know why I offered it. Oh, uh, here, come inside. Oh, thank you. You'll have to forgive my caution. I'm usually a, a hospitable person, but, well, you know what's going on. No, I don't. You haven't heard? Two miles away? There's a massive prison break at Cook County Jail. Inmates unaccounted for, murders being reported all over. Oh my god, and I was out there all alone? Yep, and you're lucky I'm a good judge of character, and I can tell you're not going to give me any trouble. Oh no, of course not. Well, you're welcome to stay here if you want. I have an extra room upstairs. Maybe in the morning we'll have better luck with
0: those phones. I would I would hate to impose like that. You wouldn't at all. I love having people over. Well, all right, that would be pretty nice. I was just going to wait out in my car.
1: No, no, here. Let me take you up to your room. Well, it's not the Taj Mahal, it's a attic, but it's it's a dry, warm place to rest your head. Nonetheless, here. Let me get you some blankets.
0: Oh. Uh, that box full of kids stuff. Do you have kids? I have a daughter. I, uh, I had a daughter. Oh, hey, hey, man! I don't. You know, I don't really. It's okay. <laughs> I can <laughs> just stay in my car. It's no, fine.
1: No, no, no!
0: Please, please,
1: here, here. Take this blanket. Uh, wrap it around yourself and get warm. I'll, I'll grab a towel and you can dry yourself off.
0: Well, okay. Thank you. Hey, I, I didn't get your name. It's Joseph.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm Justin. Great. Uh, let, me, let me grab that towel for you, and I'll be right back.
0: What a sucker. That concludes part one of Into the Arms of Fate.
1: Hello. And welcome to Tuesdays with Gory. hidey We are a horror movie review podcast, and for this month of October, we'll be reviewing a movie a week for Horror Movie Month, Halloween Month, Horror Month, October.
0: That's right.
1: That's right. <laughs> I am Joseph Blansky. And I am Justin
0: Fink. And we really like horror movies. We love them. <laughs> uh, Joe. What would you say was one of your biggest defining moments in your horror history? Like when did you first start realizing like oh shit this is my genre?
1: Um I don't know. I was, I've just been watching horror movies so long it's hard to sometimes pinpoint it, but I can specifically remember when I first got my own video card at Hollywood Video, uh, and was able to, you know, I was renting video games, but then you start renting movies, and it's like, what are all these crazy box covers? You know, they let me rent this other stuff. Let me try this, and I just started going like alphabetically, like systematically through it for wow. <laughs> <laughs> a period of time until, uh, you know, got heavily into horror, got yeah. wrote some dark comics. Got parents thought I was troubled and. Sent me to a uh, boarding school. That sounds about right. But, uh, yeah, how about
0: you, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I was always fascinated by horror movies. I, I remember when I was younger, my dad showed me The Birds and Psycho uh, and the original Haunting.
1: Hitchcock classics.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, and he always loved horror movies. So I I had a fascination, but I didn't realize I loved horror movies actually until I saw Scream for the first time. I remember our my sister and I's babysitter showed it to us. We were like nine years old, uh, and I remember like in in those very first moments, the that first scene when Drew Barrymore realizes that this guy who's been calling her is indeed a psychopath is when he delivers that line, hang up me again and I'll I'll gut you you like like a a fish. fish. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, that's like the first, Oh shit moment. Uh, and I remember like as a kid seeing that and being like, Oh my God, that is so sinister. I was just blown away. And it was, uh, there was an absurdity to just how evil it was. And, I I remember laughing out loud at that and I still do. Whenever I see like really sick, like gory like kills or whatever, like there's just part of me that just laughs. Like there's like,
1: How does that exist? <laughs> I, I don't know how to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. I have to laugh.
0: You're right. It's like a panicked laugh, like, right? <laughs> We're okay, right? Am uh, I the fish now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm getting gutted. Uh yeah. Uh, you know, I love comedy. And I think horror movies uh, are made of a lot of the same elements that comedies are.
1: And they cross genres a lot. Definitely. Some of my favorite movies are horror comedies. Oh, definitely. American Werewolf in London, Evil Dead 2. Oh, yeah. To name yeah. a few greats.
0: Oh, man, Evil Dead 2 is awesome.
1: Duh. <laughs> so excited about uh ash versus the evil dead uh, coming yeah. out
0: on um, on halloween at the end of this month oh that's so awesome i uh yeah. i learned Good that God. when they were making freddie versus jason one possible ending to the film was that they go to this realm where they run into ash and then it becomes ash versus freddie and jason that rumor was spread around a lot i remember that oh really mm-hmm. that's awesome All right, so uh, let's get into the movie we watched for this week. Uh, Our theme for the first two episodes here will be our favorite horror films. So this week, we gave Joe uh, the chance to enlighten me with his favorite film. And my favorite film is Lucio Fulci's
1: 1980 City of the Living Dead, otherwise known as Gates of Hell. It is... uh, He made it... Right, briefly after, or like shortly after Zombie Two, which was like his first like really gory, d- ridiculous horror movie. Before that, he made like darker Gallo films, which are kind of like detectivey and mm-hmm. gross. And yeah, I think <laughs> this New York Ripper his slasher was even after it. And uh, so he really went all out <laughs> in this one. I'm gonna try to. Give a rundown of the plot, which is really <laughs> hard to do. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> so, the movie begins with a scream. Ah! Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to a cemetery where a priest is hanging himself. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, there's a seance going on with some hippies in an apartment in New mm-hmm. York City. Right. And a medium is seeing this priest hang himself, Mm -hmm. and she gets overwhelmed with the vision and passes out and then is declared dead Yes, and is buried. This journalist starts investigating it because weird magic. Yes. Madam Teresa, I've heard (laughs) about her in this book of Enoch. (laughs) And he goes to the cemetery where he hears her screaming and rescues her from her buried casket. She wasn't dead. She wasn't dead. And, she, wasn't dead. and he, she explains this vision she had about the, from the book of, and related to the book of Enoch, uh, this 4,000 year old book that this priest can hang him, will hang himself and open the gates of hell, which will uh, yes. r- come up, which will bring the end of the world. Right. And this will happen in Dunwich, which is, mm, I think, in, like, Massachusetts or something mm. because it's the, what, where the original Salem was, the witch trials. Yes. And so they travel to Dunwich, where, meanwhile, there are a bunch of murders and gross-out scenes invo- involving teleporting zombies and the ah, teleporting yes. priest who hung himself. <laughs> yes. Where they're trying to get there before All Saints Day when the gates of hell will open. And uh, they complete their mission, they get there, They kill the priest, they emerge from the tomb, and then where they see one of the victim's brothers, who then runs towards them, where they're laughing, they're happy, and then suddenly they start screaming. A splinter (laughs) enters the scream, it freezes on it, and it all cracks and fades to black.
0: Yes. What? (laughs) (laughs) That was definitely the consensus...
1: Quickest way to explain the the major plot moments with unrelated scenes
0: spliced in between it. Definitely, Uh, there are plenty of characters in this movie. Not many extras. No extra, maybe one extra. Like there's several scenes that take place on streets and whatnot, but there's only people you ever see (laughs) in the same streets. (laughs) The same people, the same (laughs) streets. Uh,
1: The the same people come back as zombies. You're teleporting, (laughs) demonic, magical beings. It's only them, ever. (laughs) So we give a rundown of the plot, and what we're going to do for every movie is we're going to do a death toll. Yes.
0: Uh, (laughs) So I kept track of all of the very gruesome and nauseating deaths that were depicted in this film. Fulci, (laughs) you're the best. (laughs) Uh, The first one was... Woo, Godzilla! <laughs> <laughs> the first one was the priest hanging himself, which opened the gates of hell. Uh, the second one was the therapist friend. Just some woman. She gets the zombie priest, <laughs> throws mud with worms, and like tries to shove it in her face, and then she has a heart attack and dies. Dies uh, of fright. Dies of fright, of course. The third one... Takes place in a van. Uh, a man and a woman are making out, and then the priest shows up. He's got this ability when he stares into a woman's eyes; her eyes start bleeding, and she starts vomiting her intestines through her own mouth. <laughs> and, and they let me pause and say they used real intestines, e, real sheep yes, intestines. We learn this <laughs> yes, we learned this later. Yes,
1: I knew it, <laughs> and I love it every time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's how she dies, and then her boyfriend gets killed by the priest grabbing his head like a vice and just slowly crushing it. Uh, the next death was this character named Bob, the town pervert. And he, <laughs> oh, Bob.
1: Creepy he, Bob.
0: He actually does not get killed by a zombie. He gets killed by uh, the father of a, a, town folk. Yeah, a town folk who was convinced he was trying to rape his daughter. So
1: they think that people disappearing aren't being killed by magical demonic teleporting beings
0: related to the Salem witch yeah. trials. They
1: think it's the town pervert who's just, you know, killing all these people and or they disappear most of the time. Actually,
0: it's clearly Bob. <laughs> uh, so then the next, <laughs> the next kill is the ghost, uh, Emily, the one who died from fear. Well, she's a zombie now. And then she scalps Sandra. She like, Grabs onto her head and just rips like a big chunk, and you could see her brains. Uh, and then the next few deaths take place in a bar uh, that was shown earlier and looks suspiciously different. Uh, but this place was called Junie's Bar. No,
1: Junie's Lounge.
0: Junie's Lounge. Yes, that's <laughs> right. And these bar patrons are very curious characters because they never intersect with all the other characters ever, uh, except one of them kills Bob. Right.
1: Yes, one of them kills Bob in the basement. Yeah. Little <laughs>
0: creepy Bob. So they get killed. Uh, we don't really see them die, but we do see them very slowly get approached by the zombies. And then come back as zombies? I don't know. I was kind of confused back. if it, it was makeup or not. Yeah, it's hard to say. The zombies were disgusting and covered in like all sorts of different. like it looked like green vomit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then. After the bar patrons, uh, one of the guy, the guy who saved the girl in the coffin, uh, he gets scalped by the girl who previously got scalped. Uh, So full circle on that one. (laughs) And then the last one, uh, the main dude kills the like master priest, the master of the zombies or whatever. He kills him by taking a cross, a big crucifix, a wooden crucifix, and stabbing the priest in the junk. (laughs) <laughs> leaving a gaping wound uh, through his decomposing corpse body, I assume. Yes, uh, and then he sets a blaze, He's it's fire starts shooting out of the hole. That's right. That makes him a pillar of fire. Yes, and then all the other zombies also burn to death, and that is the last, the last deaths of the film. And my favorite things in lots of horror
1: movies are the gross-outs, and Fulci delivers so well in this movie. Uh, definitely. So I'd like to list my favorite gross-outs mm. in this. Uh, are gore piles, as there are plenty of blood and uh, worms in God, it. Yeah. In the beginning, there's a scene where, where it introduces pervert Bob. <laughs> and uh, he like goes into an abandoned house, as he frequently does in this film. He knows where they all are. <laughs> and uh, there's this inflatable doll that magically infl- pops out of a fireplace, magically inflates, and he starts like dancing with it kind of. Until he, like, hears some flies, looks over, and it's like, ah, gore pile of a child corpse with worms. And he's like, ah, worms. His face,
0: worms. (laughs) All right. Bob didn't like that gore pile. (laughs) Nope.
1: And then we see a little bit more of a wormy gore pile when, as previously mentioned, Girl gets it in the face. Maggots to face. (laughs) Horrible. And like when they find her body and she's died of fright, there's still dirt on her face. So you're like, oh, Uh, I know what that was, even though the (laughs) maggots are gone. (laughs) And the drill head when Bob gets it. Uh, Oh, yeah. That is one of my favorite kills in any horror movie ever. So slow. Slow, vicious, and totally fulchy, where he has an object that is facing you in the camera and, directly pointing at you. Drill. <laughs> you, hear it, you know what's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. And straight through his head and shows it the whole time with his mouth jiggling around until <laughs> closes and scene cuts. <laughs> and following that is Maggot Storm where when the group gets together to try to kill the priest when they're congregating, and window breaks, (laughs) and just maggots start flying through the window. like a swarm of maggots. (laughs) 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 It's like a whirlwind of maggots Uh covering their hair, their faces. The floor is a rug of Uh maggots. The tabletops are covered in maggots. (laughs) There's a great shot of a phone covered in (laughs) maggots. (laughs) Maggot phone. And it even rings later. (laughs) Maggot phone. Are you gonna pick that up? Oh gosh! <laughs> I'm gonna put it still in that for this for this because that is megaphone is the greatest thing ever. Megaphone, <laughs> yeah. Um, as previously mentioned, the scalping, which is more like brain ripped out. Yeah. Because in this movie, the zombies don't kill. They don't eat people. They don't really bite you. Yeah. They just are more interested in ripping your head off, like your brains out through the back of your head, and a lot of right brainage seeing. Oh, it's gross. Lots of brains. And also the random worms. Lots of worms. Worms. And one in the, speaking of brain ripouts, uh, when the journalist is killed, he, when he falls, immediately rats start, like, jumping up and feasting on his brain. Uh-huh. uh Ugh. So much gore piles in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so much absurdity and, like, just, is this, there is a plot here. There oh, is a no. plot here. But a lot of it is like, is this vehicles for gross outs? Uh, Oh, I know. Because there doesn't seem to be any rules for these zombies or these beings. It's just explained like, it's
0: magic. (laughs) I feel like the Fulci probably like conceptualized the death scenes first and then (laughs) built a movie around it. Especially the drill scene that's oh, totally,
1: there's no zombies. It's it does like, not what? fit
0: in with the rest of the movie at all. <laughs> it's like a music video break almost.
1: It's a relief. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gore relief. Yeah.
0: But what I love about that scene, and something that made me think about the difference between like American movies and Italian horror movies, is in an American movie, I feel in a lot of them, You just see shit happen suddenly. uh, And it really quickly, really quickly. Yeah, really quickly. It only stays on it for a few seconds and then it like cuts away. And then you're left thinking, like, What did I just see?
1: I got to press rewind. I got to press rewind. Did I I really just see like someone
0: get disemboweled? Yeah. But in these Italian films, especially with Fulci, he like he gives you a whole five minutes to like prepare for what's going to happen. Like he shows you the murder weapon, he shows you the killer. He shows you exactly what's going to happen. You know that the worst possible thing that can happen with that murder weapon is going to happen. And then he takes a sweet time making that happen, which is just like excruciating and very effective, I would have to say. Oh,
1: I saw that drill in the background. and got so excited (laughs) right when I saw it. I was like, ooh, ooh, yeah, it's coming. And And then it cuts away, and it didn't happen right away, too. It's like, ooh, geezer. You know know it if if you can see that shining drill in the background. Oh, yeah.
0: Hey Joe, I wanted to talk about what the hell this movie is about. <laughs> uh, this has an absurd amount of death scenes. Yeah. Well, the fact the very last scene that like we said earlier is this boy that somehow they like just inherited this boy because all of his family died. John John. John John. John John. Dave. Yeah. They come out of this tomb because they just killed all the zombies, and then John John is there is like Mary jerry and then runs towards them and then they're happy at first but then their (laughs) expressions kind of change and the woman screams (laughs) and the movie ends on that on the kid running towards them like we we have their pov and the kids running (laughs) towards us which is like a little confusing and it, it definitely makes me wonder okay maybe this movie is about something more than just zombies getting killed maybe there was some sort of intention because that is like has to be like appealing to some theme that's not on the front you know (laughs) what are you thinking what what do what have you got for me because normally
1: i just appreciate this movie for its visual
0: aesthetic (laughs) i think one of the biggest things i got was like misogyny the male Oh, yeah. They're gaze. like in the psychiatrist scene. There's yeah. some weird stuff. And then just like a woman's role in society. They're the only ones who bleed out of their eyes? Yeah. All the, and like the men are like, I don't believe in
1: that superstitious yeah. stuff. What are you talking about?
0: And then there's uh, there's a lot of sexual, like people are perverts. And there's a scene with two grave diggers like looking at porno. And then Bob's like with a blow-up doll. Uh, so there's a big sexual thing there. Um, What did you, where, where, you see in that? Uh, yeah, Besides- so, uh, so anyways So because of that uh, I'm thinking that sh- Her screaming Is like this. the fact that this kid Is like running towards her Like yet another man Or yet another male Like imposing himself onto her You know like You're my mom now That's basically what it seems like You know And like sh- her screaming is like Fuck that Like this is like <laughs> Not a societal standard. I want to be in prison too, so I don't know that that could be like way over the mark. But I feel like if I'm trying to explain that ending, that's the best I can do. There, because there's hints at that in the beginning in the psychiatry scene where mm-hmm. she like
1: because the like psychiatrist asks and she's like, "Why are your stories all about incest?" Yeah, she's like, "Well, at first it's because." You know, I really loved my father, and I think everybody, every woman, is secretly in love with their father. Is right. like, but then I learned he was an alcoholic, and I hated him. So that doesn't matter at all. Yeah. And uh, actually, I and then ah, uh, <laughs> and then it cuts to the grave diggers talking about their with their pornography. Yeah. But then it completely abandons these. Does it completely abandon these themes? Things I, with the I've, gates of hell opening.
0: Yeah, I feel like. Uh, just
1: ha- what does it have to do with her? Does it have to do with anything with her death and rebirth and being afraid of going to the cemetery and then mm, coming out of the cemetery and seeing this child? Yeah, when she emerges for her her like second death or something what is this? <laughs> is this like childbirth like death stuff? <laughs> is this the Babadook? Uh, spoiler city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: right well there's there's questions too of uh maybe she was having a vision or something because she was the one in the beginning who had a vision of the end or had a vision of the priest, <laughs> you know, but it's a, the world isn't ending. my world is ending
1: because <laughs> of, i uh, because of motherhood
0: <laughs> well, it has to it it also has to go down to that that like male versus female thing, like all the men in this movie, like you said, are very ineffective, they're not in touch with their emotions, they're jerks, they're very like rational they'll only believe things when they see them and then all the women the
1: the psychiatrist just shows no emotion until he cries in the tomb when Uh, like the dead are coming alive and like no he
0: cries after he kills Sandra yeah he has to kill his girlfriend it's
1: so like yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) or no it's his patient it's his patient yeah. yeah so maybe there's symbolism there about him having to kill off like he it's it's his role in that relationship to have that like power over her Like there's the there's a moment where she's like she calls him over to her house because there's just a dead body in her kitchen, and she's like, he like starts telling her what what to to do, do. and then he says like, "We'll
1: take it step by step. We'll search every room." And he's like, "Well, and there's all these sounds going on upstairs, and then when like they go to leave the room, their feet standing behind them, like the zombie is like just right there. So it's like, well, you're completely stupid."
0: yeah yes. yeah right <laughs> and she says at one point i will do whatever you tell me to do mm-hmm. you know and i think that's a pretty huge thing so and
1: yeah both of them are like women being led around with this guy who's like helping them yeah it's like solve this problem and destroy the priest mm-hmm. francis yes. francis thomas i think it was <laughs> <It's>, oh yeah <laughs> it was somewhere here Regardless, oh my gosh <laughs> the I don't know I try not to look into this movie very much that's I do not look into this movie for themes. I like this movie for the incredible soundtrack uh-huh. the gore, and because it to me it doesn't make any sense at all no it, it does breaks not. all the rules. most horror movies have rules, yes, this movie is my favorite horror movie because it doesn't make it has no rules (laughs) it just just like zombies can teleport all over no they're not interested in eating you like i look when we finally see like zombie eating someone it was 80 minutes into the movie Mm. and like then it like shows three bodies and like there's barely bite marks on them at all this is no like night of the living dead like ripping apart corpses oh no like ripping people apart and like how and it's all like magic like it's like it's not transferred by anything. Are they zombies? Are they demonic? <laughs> like, that's why this movie scares me. It entertains me, and it scares me, because it doesn't make any sense. Right. And what scares me the most is, like, completely irrational things. Like, it, it doesn't try to explain it. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is really messed up, and uh, if
0: you just use your imagination, like, anything can happen. Uh, yes. Well, I often say that uh horror director's biggest mistake is explaining the terror away mm-hmm. that when things are terrifying when you can't make sense of them you don't really need a backstory yeah that's
1: uh oh. backstories <laughs> kill so much oh, even yeah. if they can be really entertaining if done
0: well definitely yeah but then S- they looking did... at
1: you freddie <laughs>
0: <laughs> and rob zombie with michael myers I, did, I didn't... did Is that in the second one, right?
1: Where they give him more of a backstory? Or did no, they the, do it first the first one. They do? They go right yeah. away? Oh, yeah. I wasn't able to watch it. I was really annoyed by the lead actress.
0: Oh, the main Laurie Strode. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I couldn't do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like and the also first like one. humanizing him so quickly. I was just like... When did you uh, I know. No.
0: Well, this is pretty amazing that we're talking about this because my movie for next week is Halloween. That's and, and I have so much to say about that movie. That's
1: your favorite movie your that favorite is my horror movie? For-
0: favorite horror movie my favorite horror genre is slasher films. Really? Yeah, my favorite horror movie is Halloween. What's your favorite horror genre?
1: Uh, gory Italian movies mostly. All right. All right. <laughs> Cuz the soundtrack and it's this they don't oh, it's so perfect. Yeah. Like movies are disappointing when they try to like engage you too much. I'm trying to, you know, it can be, but I just, a lot of times when it comes to horror, I just want to have fun. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, it's just like a visual feast and it's like eating junk food. Yeah. It's like you don't want like a, you don't want a horror movie that will like give you like a balanced diet, you know? You want one that will.
1: Upset your stomach.
0: Upset your stomach, but <laughs> tastes so good, you know?
1: Juicy, raw meat. <laughs> exactly. Another
0: one of my favorite horror movies.
1: Shout out to Donald Pleasance always. Oh, man.
0: Rest in peace.
1: He's in. Actually, this is so good that we're watching Halloween next Halloween because I've only seen it, I think, once. Oh, my God. And yeah, like I've seen the second one more because Donald Pleasance is in it a lot. Yeah. Is he in the first one a bunch?
0: He's in the first one, but he was such a big deal for them to get. That they filmed all of his scenes, like, in one day.
1: Oh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. We should save this for the oh, next totally. one. Okay. Oh, I've got so much <laughs> trivia for
0: you. Guys, stay tuned. You are going to learn so much about Halloween. Holy shit. Horror movie month. Horror month. Movie month.
1: Ooh.
0: Hey there, kiddos. Watching a scary movie during Halloween month? If so, post a screenshot on Instagram, hashtag it maggotphone. That's hashtag maggotphone. It'll be our own little private hashtag to discuss the films we love during Halloween Horror Month. And now, the thrilling conclusion to Into the Arms of Fate. Come on. Come on. Can't this little cunt keep any jewelry? Jesus, talk about bad taste. All these secrets and no jewelry. All these broken VCRs and. Steely Dan. Christopher Cross. Michael McDonald. Oh man, this guy listens to some pussy ass music. What is. What's that over there? Oh my, oh, 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 dead bodies, no, oh, Joe, you sick fuck, Joe, is that you, don't fuck with me, Joe, hey, fuck you, Joe. Jesus, it's so fucking dark in here. Where's the fucking stairs?
1: Crazy night, huh? Joe, you piece of shit. Come on now. Is that any way to talk to the guy giving you a place to rest your
0: head? You killed them. This, this is in your house, the little girl, the mother, the father. You butcher them. They're bleeding out in that closet.
1: You look. You like my knife, Justin?
0: I sure do. It's nice and big. Yeah. I thought I recognized you. You're from the prison. You're just in a different cell block than me, but I used to see you out there in the courtyard. I knew it.
1: You know? You know what I think when I see a knife like this? I think, when would I ever need a knife this big? I mean, a turkey would be practically dwarfed by this thing.
0: You're you're a sick fuck.
1: But, you know, it's good to keep things like these around. All these electronics, these beautiful costumes... It's better to have it and to, and to never need it than to need it and not have it. And now, to follow through on my promise. A place to rest your head. Tuesdays with Gory has been a presentation of Moss Tapes. For more information, please visit www.MossTapes.com